Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your daily dose of Donna. It is Wednesday, February 15th. Welcome to all my new listeners. I had on yesterday's episode about Dave Hollis. Listen, I think this is a really important conversation for anyone out there that who wants to start or try something new in life. Okay. I'm going to give you like a two-minute backdrop on why this podcast is here. I have been a consultant, coach, strategist for video, for personal branding, for content for, you know, a couple years now. Before that, I was a casting director. That's my story. So as much as I love what I do, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, you kind of always have this like need to do something new, right? Like take on a new endeavor, start something new create a new opportunity. And I found myself at the end of last year, a little unfulfilled because I wasn't like incorporating enough like excitement into my business. And so this year on January 6th, I was like, I'm going to start a daily podcast. That's going to be just a little bit more personal. Like it's going to talk about my personal struggles. It's going to talk about pop culture. It's going to talk about things I love. It's going to talk about things, whatever's on my mind on that day. Literally, I just started this episode. I'm recording live on TikTok also. Hello, welcome. And I started this episode, not knowing what this episode was going to be about. Like, that's how it works. It's just, I kind of just come on in and just start chatting about whatever hits me in the moment. And I think that that's why um, that the podcast is growing. So yesterday's episode was about Dave Hollis. Dave Hollis, um, if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, he was a motivational speaker, entrepreneur, um, and most notably the husband or the ex-husband of hugely successful at a time, Rachel Hollis. She wrote... Um, Girl, wash your face. She was a big public speaker, motivational speaker, podcaster, and then had a fall from grace because she essentially got canceled in the last couple of years. So, long story short, Dave Hollis died way too soon, way too young, 47 years old. No one expected it. He had his demons, but like no one thought that that was going to lead to death. We have no idea exactly what it is. They're saying heart disease. We do know that he struggled. We do know that he had um, some tumultuous times, but we also saw him living kind of like in the healthiest shape he's ever been and working out every day and and not drinking and like doing all the things. So it's very, very shocking and confusing, I think, to the audience. Well, yesterday's episode had, as of right now, and it hasn't even been 24 hours, has 10 times more downloads than any other episode yet. That's bananas, 10 times more downloads. So pretty crazy. And I was thinking about this, like why did yesterday's episode really just like touch a nerve? So I think it's two things. Number one, I think we're all just like, you know, when there's like a trauma, you kind of bond with other people who are struggling with you which is why when I created a TikTok about Dave Hollis, it also performed really well and got shared a ton because I think people feel when they're struggling with something that maybe people in their real life aren't experiencing. Like for example, a lot of people in my real life wouldn't know who Rachel Hollis is. 
But anyone that's like an online entrepreneur or does kind of what I do or has been around for a few years, like they definitely know who Rachel Hollis is. I just realized my whole belly is out with my sports bra. Um, so it's like, it's like TikTok culture versus non-TikTok culture. I don't know if you guys ever feel this way. Like sometimes you'll be out to dinner with friends. This is how I feel. I'm out to dinner with friends and I'm talking about God knows what. And it's like a TikTok reference and they have no idea what I'm talking about. Like I'll say like an audio, like a trending audio, or I'll say something about, you know, whatever, a, a drama on TikTok, like Michaela, the, you know, with the makeup, Bethany and like cease and desist. Like no one has any idea what I'm saying. And I'm like, oh, you just don't watch TikTok. Like there's clearly a divide between TikTok people and then people, <laughs> right? Like like TikTok people and then normal people. <laughs> We're all the TikTok people, or at least if you're on TikTok watching, you definitely are. But I just think that there's some sort of connection that you have with someone that experiences this feeling of like, oh my God, we're going through it together. So for those of you that are brand new here, welcome. Um, I hope to continue to entertain. I do talk about the Hollises. I do talk about a lot of pop culture things and a lot of things that I'm seeing kind of in like the online space. Um, But speaking of, I saw TikTok when I woke up this morning that I stitched, and I think this is so important to talk about. So it's a 26-year-old guy. I had to see that on his profile. He doesn't look 26 to me. He looks a little bit more mature. But he's sitting in his car, and he's talking about the fact that, and remember, 26. So I was born in 1981 for reference. He's 15 years younger than younger than me. He was born in 1996. I was in high school, Okay. So now that we've like figured this out, I was 16 years old, I was driving and he was born. Okay. So he's a lot younger than me. And he's on TikTok talking about the fact that he's like, I feel like I need to delete all the apps. Like, I feel like I have too much information. It's too much, you know, uh, it's too much like content. I'm getting hit with all kinds of like, you're hearing about the train wreck in Ohio, and then you're hearing about aliens invading, and then you're hearing about, um, you know, what happened at Michigan State, and then stuff like Dave Hollis for me. And then you're also hearing about like really positive things. And it's too much. It's too much information. And we're getting inundated left and right. And two things are happening. Yes, Jennifer, you agree. Thank you. Two things are happening when we get too much information. One, we stop knowing what to care about, okay? So either you stop knowing what to care about and you start to realize like, I, maybe this is something that I should take seriously. Maybe I shouldn't. Like, it's just another shooting, just another death, just another tragedy, right? Or, so that's one case where you just become kind of numb to it all and nothing is important anymore, which is devastating and scary, or the other side of the coin, which I feel like I'm a little bit of both, is you become an anxiety-filled, stressed-out, nervous wreck where every day you're you're searching for danger because you feel like it's going to happen. Like the other day I went on, you know, Daily Mail and like the first 10 stories, literally it's like about murders, about death, about plane crashes, about Turkey, the earthquake, about, you know, um, serial killers, about the train wreck in Ohio, about, I, I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Like at some point you start to become a little bit, you know, um, it's information overload. 
it's information overload. It's too much. And it feels like at some point we're either going to, you know, literally just become like unemotional. You know, the problem, this is what the problem is. I don't know if you remember, like, if you were born during 9-11 or if you were old enough during 9-11. So I was in college on 9-11. I was 19, maybe 20. Yeah, I was 20. 9-11, not to say this wouldn't happen now, but 9-11 rocked our worlds, like, to another level, right? Now, 9-11 was extreme. You don't every day see commercial planes being flown into huge monumental buildings where thousands of people die. So that's a very big experience. But I'm telling you, when a big news story happened, we used to like stop what we're doing and like watch the news and like, whoa. Now... These stories are happening, these school shootings, these like big natural disasters, these like horrible, you know, court cases, serial killers, like what these things are happening and it's like in one ear and like, wow, that sucks and out because tomorrow is a new one, you know? And if I'm the only one that's feeling, I'm not the only one that's feeling this because I know other people are feeling this. Like what, what does this mean for the future? At what point are we going to actually, so someone actually had a comment earlier that said this, I think what happened is that we started to care too much and started to take so much action and protest and march and call and sign up and, you know, create ballots and, and, and petitions and and nothing happened. <laughs> like we're all working so hard to make some changes and nothing is freaking happening that you're almost like, are just like, okay, fuck it. Fuck it. Like our, we don't have an ability to change anything anyway. So like, why should we even care? So all the information is causing a sense of complacency. It's causing a sense of numbness. And then it's also causing in like young kids, my 10 year old who has like debilitating anxiety. Like my 10-year-old's um, anxiety really peaked or or I should say got triggered by COVID, right? COVID all of a sudden, like can you imagine being seven years old and being told you're not allowed to go to school? There's a scary disease, scary virus that's going to touch you and you can't see it, but we're washing groceries and wearing, you know, full body uh, coverage. Those first few months, we were so scared to leave our house. They would go outside, my seven-year-old and my five-year-old would go outside to like like scoot around like on their scooters and we'd be like, stay away from the neighbors. What the fuck? It's so insane to actually think about. Like we're traumatizing our children with all this news. We're seeing all this news nonstop. We're on TikTok, then go over to Instagram. Then we go to Facebook, then Twitter, then LinkedIn, then Daily Mail, then that, 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 that. We're getting the notifications, citizen notifications, ring notifications, um, CBS News, CNN News, Fox News. It's too much. <laughs> I'm like panicking. Jennifer says, we're all really good about talking and never taking action. Those are still just social bites. Yes. Yes. I'm one of them too. You think I want to continue to see school shootings with my kids being school age? Hell no. But what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't even know what the answer is because tomorrow there will be something else. So anyway, I think yesterday's news hit me 
so much harder. The news about Dave Hollis dying hit me harder than a school shooting did. What does that say? I'm not friends with Dave Hollis. He's not my family. He's just someone I follow online. But that hit me harder than a, a gunman on the loose in a, in a university. What? Like, what's up with that? So it's just interesting. It's like an interesting sociological experiment. I wonder, you know how they say like, if you look at social media, right? And you look at like how there used to be all these, um, this like era on Instagram that was like really, really curated and perfect and like pretty and filtered and like, you know, you would never show the real, real. And then now that's gone. And now people are really into showing the raw and the real and TikTok is like booming for that reason. It makes me think and it makes me hope that this will at some point like turn a corner. But I just don't know how. Because like car crashes, like people are obsessed with learning about disaster and watching disaster happen. Like people don't want good news. They want the bad news, right? That like that's what gets the views. That's what gets the ratings. That's what gets the tweets. That's what gets the shares. It's like when something crazy happens. I just worry about where it's going. Like, where is it going to go? Are we going to get like, uh, you know, hologram notifications? Are we going to see like deaths in front of us? Like the other day, while I was recording this, I went on Daily Mail to look up a story. And while I was recording this, there was a freaking, or maybe I was on Instagram Live or something. There was a video on the front page. I didn't even press play on the video. And it started playing of a UPS driver mowing people down in in Brooklyn, New York. I don't want to see it. I want to sleep tonight. Is there no such thing as a trigger warning? Is there no such thing as like opting in to, to crazy news and, and maybe just saying like, you know, positive? It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a big conversation to have, to have. And I am still sad two days later about the death of someone who I don't know. It's still hitting me. I'm still melancholy over it. And if you are too, nothing's wrong with you. And we'll just see, like, what's next. So thank you for being here, you guys. I promise to bring the energy back to a high place starting tomorrow. (laughs) Um, I'm just in it. I'm in it. Anyway, I hope you guys had a nice Valentine's Day. My Valentine's Day consisted of sitting in my bed at 8 p.m. with Nutella and watching um, Lance. My husband made me watch Perfect Match. It's a new Netflix dating show. He shot it. He was in uh, Panama last year shooting the show. Uh, guys, it's – okay. Let me let me refrain. I want him to get hired for season two. It's amazing. Wink. Just kidding. It was a hard watch. Anyway, happy Valentine's Day the day after, you guys. February 15th. We're already midway through this month. Holy moly. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great one. Thank you guys so much.